Welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward, and this week I'm really excited. Uh, we get to sit down and chat with one of my coworkers. Um, his name's Dave Rupert. He is probably one of the most like in shape, dedicated to his health uh, people I know. Also one of the best dudes I know, um, just in general. Um, Dave has had an incredible life, an incredible story. Um, he, you know, grew up on the East coast, uh, went to the Navy, became a uh, bodybuilder, a power lifter, and really just a dude who I think of when I think of the idea of consistency, because he's consistently eating like incredibly healthy, um, consistently working out. Um, one of my favorite things is, after school some days, well, every day for Dave, but some days for me, I'll head over to his house and in his basement, he has this awesome home gym and me and a couple of the other guys from work will go over there and work out for an hour. And it's something that I realized I've missed recently. Like, you know, growing up, I was on, on a football team, on a hockey team, um, and through college, you know, being on rugby and just hanging out with with the dudes and joking and messing around and making fun of each other and all that stuff is is <laughs> one of the things, uh, you know, that you definitely miss when you kind of get into more individual sports uh, like running and things like that. And I know with running, you know, people have running partners and things like that. But for me, since I have to go at, you know such weird times like either super early in the morning or at like three in the afternoon um i don't get that as much so anyways in this episode uh i i went over to dave's house he made me work out beforehand um i was texting him like hey dude you can work out without me i'm gonna be a little late he's like no you're not getting off that easy um so we work out and then this is the first he uh cooked up a meal so we're kind of eating while we're recording here and uh which was awesome man um one thing i love about the podcast is being able to sit down and just chat for an hour with with anybody really even if it's someone who i know in my life or i work with or or you know i'm friends with um it just allows this opportunity to like get to know another side of them and get to hear their story and let them share their story and uh dave is just incredibly entertaining uh so i really really enjoyed this one um so let's get into it this is the like a bigfoot podcast number 147 with dave rupert All right, so um, here with Dave Rupert, and first of all, I gotta say, I think this might be the first podcast I've recorded with like a full-on meal. There you go, exactly. Got so we're eating just a meal, like a post-workout meal. Got <laughs> just, everything. Just so here. to got paint the, eggs, the picture. The sausage, the pancakes. <laughs> good to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Dave, man. I mean, you know, we work together, and yeah, I've I've always looked up to you because you're like super. How do I put this? Like. Pain in the ass. You're just a super pain in the ass. No, uh, <laughs> you're super consistent with everything you do, like working out. And we we're just talking about eating healthy and all that stuff. So 
So yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks well, for coming I appreciate on. you doing this. Thanks for doing it. Yeah. This is great. You made me it earn great. it. You I've, made me earn it beforehand. Well, you know, yeah. Well, you had to work out. If you're coming over, and and I know you tried to get out of it by uh, running 15 miles beforehand, and then saying you were running late. But I'm not having any of that. We're working out. <laughs> I know. I kept texting you like, "Hey, man, I'm running a little bit late. Uh, you can start working out yeah, without yeah, me." And you're yeah. like, "No, no, no." Yeah. <laughs> But sweet man, well, yeah. Tell me a little bit. Like, I know you're in the Navy. I know you're a powerlifter. Yeah. And then the other day at school, you just kind of like, you just like sideswiped me with, uh, with you were like, yeah, I played semi-pro football, and I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. Um. So semi-pro football stint was only a couple games. Um, a team needed. Um, my one friend played for a team and said, hey, we're short some guys. Do you want to come out and play? I'm like, I never played so I like I mean I you know played football but and uh he's like don't worry we got gear we'll just suit you up because we just need some fill-in I'm like okay but I had such a good time and um actually did pretty well ran for a few touchdowns threw a flea, uh, flea flicker touchdown to a to a receiver and so it was just a lot of fun Were you running back I was running back yeah okay. I was running back so it was a lot of fun and and you kind of play both sides because it's just guys that are out there there's no like there's no farm league for football. It's just college. Like they don't have, they don't have like baseball and yeah. you know hockey where you have all these. So it's, it's just semi-pro. Semi-pro, and you pay for everything. Like you buy your own, you know, equipment. You you know all this stuff. So, so just did a couple of games. This was like, like in my 30s, and just had a really good time. And yeah. while we were there, a couple of the guys were actually on the Broncos practice team at the time, and they're like, "Dude, you should just try out." And you should. I'm like, "Look, I'm like, I'm like an educator, man. I'm like." I, like no, look, you just just try out for just a couple years. You get like forty five thousand. They pay your medical insurance, which I, I said yeah, which I would need because uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, they're like trying to build it up. But um, but it was fun. It was just it was just a good time. Yeah. Well, um, so did that just come about because the guys like hey, I know a guy who's in shape. Yeah, pretty much. The guy they, they were just a couple guys that like I said, one of my friends Brian played for the Raptors, and he's like, hey, we need some extra guys, and would you like come out? And I'm like, yeah, I'll come out, um, and just just. I mean, just played. It was just, you know, my, my I, I was still really fit. I mean, um, you know, 32, I was still doing some powerlifting and, um, and, and biking and stuff. So I was still in pretty good shape to, to yeah. be able to go out there and just kind of go with it and not really, yeah. you know, fatigue wasn't really a factor. Plus, I think in my 30s was actually, I felt I was in my best shape. From like from like twenty eight to thirty five, I felt like it was like I was in my best shape of my of my well, life. Well, that makes sense. I think yeah. that makes sense because yeah. like you're still young enough, you can push it yeah without getting yeah. injured yeah. or whatever yeah and hey and, <laughs> and uh you but you're like you know you've you're experienced at that point yeah you, know? you don't make as many mistakes yeah. um with injuries yeah although hey lauren hey, hey. <laughs> how you doing baby although uh i'll get maybe get into some stuff when you get older you, you, you make mistakes and get injuries because you think you're younger than you are that's true and you end up pushing things so um but so yeah, when I was in the Navy, um, I was you know football wrestling and track growing up and 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 enjoyed it. And then um, like we we're talking a little bit about earlier, Mike Menster, Mike and Ray were brothers out of Effort of Pennsylvania and into bodybuilding. And I uh, and I um, you know just started picking up bodybuilding and and really enjoyed it and really liked it. Um, was actually pretty good at it. And um, what do what do you like about it? Like, well, I like the discipline number one. Like okay. like it, you really had to. Um, you really had to, to, to set in your mind that, that you were going to work out like that, that you weren't going to miss a workout. 
Um, you weren't going to miss a body part. Even if you woke up that day and you're, you're feel like, oh man, I'm not. Now you may have to modify a little bit because you're, you did something where one body part was spent a little bit. So you adjust it, but you just don't miss a workout. You're just consistent. Um, but at the same time, having to listen to your body. Because there were times when um, I would overtrain, even when I was younger, even though you think, you know, hey, you can go, you know, as long as you want. Yeah. I would end up overtraining. Um, never really had any major injuries bodybuilding at all, um, which was just fortunate. Um, I just didn't have any. Is that because, um, okay, so I was talking about my buddy yeah. Travis yeah. doing it. And he says for bodybuilding, you're doing more of like, and there's probably a word for this and I just don't know, but you're like focused in on one muscle at a time. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's isolation. Isolation. You're doing it. isolation as opposed to compound. Yeah, so you're not yeah. doing these crazy yeah. movements. The, the harder thing is, like for me, yeah. compound movements are safer than isolation movements. Okay. Because when I'm doing compound movements, I have all my, all my muscles are working together. Okay. So... When I'm doing isolation movements, I'm focusing on one part, so I'm not I'm not bringing in as many muscle fibers or muscle muscle factors. Um, so I it was actually to me that was a greater chance of injury. Yeah. Um, so I but I but I liked it because I liked the feel, I liked the burn, I liked all that, I liked all that that stuff. So um, so that was fun. That was Were you fun. like the two guys on Saturday Night Live? Um, Hans and Franz, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, when we we, we obviously imitate them because that was the time I was growing up. That was the time I was in it, so you know we would imitate that. But no, we weren't really like those guys. Although it was funny because when I when I first saw you know Mike and Ray and these guys working out and you know these these bodybuilders that were competing at a national level, I uh, you know you think in your mind, hey, I can get to that level because I have just as much like when I'm working out in the gym and some of these guys were there. I'm working out just as long. I'm working out just as hard. I'm even lifting and sometimes as much or not more weight yeah. than those guys. Um, and, and I wasn't getting the same results. And I'm like, okay, genetics obviously plays a part. Yeah. Um, and as we talked about, I have abnormally long arms um, for, my, for my height. For, the, for <laughs> those of you who don't know me. Do they go past your, your knees? They go at my knees. So <laughs> no lie, when I stand up straight, I'm literally about an inch, inch and a half away from touching my knees when I stand up my fingertips. Most people are six to eight inches or more. Um, I have like a six foot four arm, arm span and I was five seven. I'm now about five and three quarters. I shrunk a little bit over the years. Um, but, um, but yeah, six foot four arm span and, and that just seems to be getting longer as I, and I keep, I'm going to be a troll by the time I'm done here. But, uh, <laughs> but, um, but uh, have you done one of those genetic tests? Of like, I, I haven't. No, how much, to find out. What is it? How much, uh, caveman or whatever mongoloid or whatever i have in me i don't know i, don't know. I probably should um i my remember friend... my, my cousin did that and he uh, it came back him and his wife did it and it came back that she had more um it's not caveman what's it you know what i'm talking about uh cro magnum or whatever yeah. Yeah, yeah she had more of like more higher percentage than him and so he's just made fun of her. He's like, you're more of a caveman than me. <laughs> Which is hilarious. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I, um, Thanks. yeah, I, I don't know what my, my friends, um, I, I, my nickname was Link when I was working. I'm like, Link? They first time, I'm like, Link? They go, yeah, you know, the missing Link? I'm like, come on, guys. Because I'm also, I'm also kind of hairy. So, uh, so I got hair and I got the long arms. So, uh. My feet are, I'm a size 11, 11 and a half, so which is abnormal for someone my size as well. Yeah. So so I got all the factors of someone that should have been 6'4". It just didn't work out that way. My, <laughs> my, torso, my torso stopped growing. Um, 
which which came in handy when I converted from bodybuilding to powerlifting okay. because at least in the deadlift. Mm, so okay. most guys having to come up, like my lockout was eight inches shorter. Yeah. So I'm locking out right above the knees. They're having to lock out mid thigh. So that makes sense. My, my weight was considerably more. I yeah. mean, I was, um, my, my max deadlift was 605, which I was weighing about 185 at the time, 190. So that was a lot of weight. That was a lot That's of weight. That's crazy, man. But bench. Yeah. 365, 367 was the most I can yeah, get. There's a, which you just had to accept. I just like. had to accept it because guys, guys were doing 400, 420, and I'm like, I'm never going to get there. Like, it's just not going to happen with my arm length. Yeah. Because um, you have to touch chest. Like, that, like you, have to rat, you have to hit to come up. And with having longer arm span, yeah, you know, it just it just wasn't going to happen. So that was fine. Um, so, so you went uh, into powerlifting eventually. I got I, I went into um, when I was in the Navy. So what happened okay. is I went in the Navy, went to Pearl Harbor, got stationed. In, I was stationed in a few few places um, prior to that. Washington, North Carolina, California for a little while for desert training stuff like that. Um, ended up going to Hawaii. Um, ended up. I was a corpsman, so I ended up spending um, stationed with Fourth Force Recon, which is the Marines. Okay. Um, we service the Marines. They're a department of the Navy. I, anytime I can say they're a department of the Navy, I love saying that because <laughs> they think they're their own branch and they're not. So I gotta, I gotta, you know, harass them a little bit. Um, so there, uh, we we ended up, you know, giving them support while I, while I was there. They had this place called the North Shore called the Pit, which is a huge um, powerlifting facility powerlifting thing um the hard thing is it's the north shore and um it's basically where a lot of samoans work out and i'm a howley which is anyone not from hawaii basically not just because i'm white it's anyone not from hawaii yeah so to really go there and lift wasn't really going to happen because you have to know people to get you in otherwise you know they're like you don't belong here kind yeah. of kind of thing and uh so but on the pearl harbor base where i was working out there were these two brothers there, Dave and T. Cantrell, huge Samoan guys. And we got to know them. One worked in the base, one was in the Navy. So just got to know them. We were just talking. Yeah. And and, uh, and I was lifting just my body, you know, just bodybuilding. And and um, the one day I just picked up a weight from the ground, thrust it up, and I started doing military press. And the guy's looking at me. He goes, he goes, what do you have on there? And I said, and it was, it was like 195, 205, something like that. He goes... Do you powerlift? Have you ever powerlifted? I said, yeah. no, I don't, I, don't, I don't powerlift. He goes, you need to powerlift. He goes, what are you weighing? I was like, I say about 180. And he goes, you need to powerlift. So I started working out with these guys and they started teaching me technique and teaching me some form. And, and I really started, I mean, I like that adrenaline um, when I look at a bar and I got 645s on each yeah. side and I'm coming up and down and the thing's swaying. And it was just like a, it, it, it was it was obviously an ego thing because yeah. um, you know not that tall and these you know these weights were you know like you ever saw the old cartoons where they bend down yeah. almost hit the ground that's kind of what it felt like so that's I was like crazy. it was just it was just a fun thing. Have they ever snapped? Has a bar ever just not snapped? Th not that I know of not okay. not that I know of because it always looks like that, not that though. I know. It does it does it looks like yeah. it's just gonna like crash. That's but nuts, um. Man. So, you know, I, I got into that and, and really I got, I, I, I'm going to say now when I look back, I even got to maybe where it was a little dangerous because I would get workouts sometimes, and this happened a couple of times where afterwards, if I didn't get the proper nutrition and the proper, you know, liquids or whatever, 
I, I would go to get up from sitting and my legs locked, like literally locked. I couldn't, and there, the pain was so intense. I'd have to like crawl to a bathtub, put in warm water and, and sit in there for, for 15, 20 minutes so they could relax and come out. It was crazy. What is that? Just the lactic acid? You know, acid I think it was just or... lactic acid. But I, I, I mean, I, I think it was just the muscles were so weak. Because the stuff that we would do, like our warm-up set would be, you know, 315 for 10 reps. <laughs> And then and then we'd go off from there. Yeah. Um, on a leg day, and it, I mean, we there'd be times when I'd get done and like blood vessels popped in my head, and I had little like like little red dots all over, like blood was like right, it was just it was crazy. It was you know because you're you're putting there's so much you know tension that you're putting on yeah. your body. Um, How'd you guys come up with a plan? You know, like nowadays or, we were just typing into yeah. Google or did you no. get a coach online or something, but like... I didn't have any of that back then. Yeah, how'd you come so, up with a plan? Um, we'd read magazines. Okay. Muscle magazines, um, bodybuilding yeah. magazines, powerlifting magazines. There were forums out there. There were coaches. University of Hawaii had the coach. Okay. And, you know, so you'd look at kind of what those guys yeah. were doing. You would just, you would just you know, find what you could find on it because it really wasn't the network that there is now. I mean, this was the mid-80s. Yeah. So we didn't have that kind of stuff. Um, one The one mistake that... I was making when I converted from powerlifting to bodybuilding are reps. Um, you know, bodybuilding, you do a lot more reps. Yeah. Powerlifting, it's more three to five, one yeah. to three type movements because you just you don't want to increase that power. Well, more. and your form, like you lose form mm -hmm. if you're doing high exactly. reps. Exactly, yeah. Right? Isn't that the whole criticism of this like CrossFit now? Um, CrossFit, okay. So I converted to CrossFit for a little <laughs> while. But isn't and that the people like the critics against it? Huge critic. Yeah, you, you get there, it's injuries, and I, I actually had two injuries while doing CrossFit. Okay. Um, never had injuries before. Um, tore a bicep and tore a pec. That's where you tore your bicep. I didn't do it doing CrossFit. Okay. I did it just playing in the monkey bars with my son. But <laughs> That's was, how that always happens. I was swinging like side to side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was telling the doctor when you know we were talking. I said, look, is this something that happened like just. Like it was building up to it or it just snapped. Now it was a tendon. So he said usually tendons just snap because there's no blood flow. Like tendons yeah. have very little blood flow. Yeah. He said muscles, it's a fatigue factor and, and they can tear. So that's that's a different. Um, he said, but with tendons, we find that they just hit a breaking point and they just snap. Just it's not whenever. Like, it's not like a build up. It's this not like, yeah. He was telling me a story. One of his friends just was helping someone move. A mattress started to fall. He just reached out to stop the mattress tore his bicep. Dang. He well, because... That's like the people I've known who have torn their like Achilles. Yeah. It's doing like my buddy tore it doing football drills, but it's not like they were hitting. They were just doing, just, the, just like, doing cutting. the movements. Just doing the movements. Yeah. And then yeah. another guy I know, um, he was just jumping up and down. I coached with him and he was jumping up and down celebrating a field goal and it snapped that. snapped. And yeah. that's like every Achilles tendon story I've yeah. heard is the same exact one. It's just I was just standing on it weird, which is terrifying to me as a runner because I'm With like, what you do, it could just happen whenever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and everyone, every injury that I've had, except I'm going to say when I tore my thigh, um, this just happened five years ago. So I was like 50, 49, and I'm at the Jump City with my son Nathan, yeah. who was 12 at the time, 13, and we're doing front handsprings and jumps and stuff like that and we're jumping over there's like they were there was like this uh five foot wall thing that <laughs> yeah. we're jumping over and landing on the other side and yeah. it was just just having a great time and um i did a i did a 
a run, um, a, uh, a front flip, and then jump onto the wall, yeah. side flip, and then a front handspring. Well, as soon as I landed in the front handspring, I felt this burn, and I was like, shit. And um, I contribute that to fatigue because we were there about an hour and a half. You're now, bad. jumping for an hour and a half when you're 50 is not something I would recommend. So, um, so I think it was. I think that was a fatigue thing because it was the belly of my thigh. It was the muscle. It wasn't at a tendon. They yeah. took, they they were afraid it was at the knee, and they're like, oh, we may have to. Yeah. But but it wasn't. So that one I contributed to fatigue. But the other ones. It was just, just random. Fluke, fluke random things. Where when just, your bicep tore, did it so, like ball up? So this was what was weird. When it tore, I, I felt the burn and I never felt anything. Like, like I broke my, I, I popped my patella out powerlifting because I was, you know, yeah. went too heavy. Coming up, my, my knee moved forward, my patella popped a little bit. All the fluid drained out. Six to eight weeks, it comes back or four to six weeks, something like that. So it wasn't a major thing. It was just a lot of grinding, when, yeah. you know, for those weeks. But didn't have to have any major, not, no surgery or anything like that. Um, when the bicep happened, I never felt a burn like that. So I went in. I said, "Hey, I think this ripped," and they're like, "Oh, it couldn't rip. It's not. It's not like all the way up." I'm like, yeah. "Well, it is a little like off." And they're like, "Well, it, you know, every muscle is different. Like your your you know nostrils are different shapes. Your ears." Yeah, I'm like, yeah. "Look, I've known my body for this happened. My bicep when I was 45." I'm like, look, look, I know my body for 40 some years. Like, I'm telling you, this looks different than it just did before this happened. Yeah. Um, well, can you, you know, can you still do pull-ups? Can you? And I can do all that stuff. It's just I couldn't do any like re- like regular bicep curls or anything like that. It was just intense pain. So um, after about three months of arguing back and forth, they decided to do an MRI. The doctor calls me and says, "Yeah, it, it's torn." I'm like. Okay, so now what? Well, unfortunately, with a tendon, it dies within four to six weeks. Oh, my God. So we have to do a cadaver tendon. No way. So I'm like, if you guys were to listen to me when I came in, <laughs> I said, you and your preventative medicine crap. Yeah. Well, let's do therapy. Let's do this. I said, it wasn't a therapeutic therapy issue. Like, yeah. I told you that. Yeah. So, so I was a little frustrated. Surgery is then moved to November. So now it's like nine months before <laughs> I even get the surgery with a torn yeah. bicep. So that was frustrating. Um, so How we long go does that in. take to recover? Well, so here's what happens. So I go in. They have the cadaver tendon. As I'm on the operating table, I'm feeling my body shake and I wake up before the surgery is even uh. over. The doctor looks over and he goes, are you awake? I go, I, I guess so. We're having a conversation. I go, what's <laughs> going on? I feel my whole body shaking. He goes, well, the, the tendon actually adhered to your bicep and kept its blood flow. We're now cutting it off the bicep. And we're going to try to stretch it down as far as we can and reattach it to the bone. We don't have to do the cadaver tendon. That means a three-month, three to six-month less healing process. But I'm not going to be able to get it all the way down. I go, what do you mean all the way down? He goes, well, aesthetically, it's going to be up about a half an inch from your other bicep. He goes, but functional-wise, it's going to be better because we're keeping your actual tendon. We're not actually doing a cadaver tendon. I'm like okay, but it does bother me that it's up a little bit. So uh, the, van- the vanity and me. But just at the like, same time, I would just so, be like, if I woke up in the middle of surgery, and I, they were doing the surgery, yeah, yeah. I would be like, I, do not describe anything to me right I, now. Actually, I asked, can I watch? I said, hey, <laughs> is there a way I can watch what's going on? He goes, no, we got the shield here. And, you know, I was a medic, so I knew there was a shield. I go, well, how about a mirror? Just like get a mirror up here, just yeah. so I could. I said, if I'm if I'm awake now, how long much longer? He goes, well, yeah. about another hour. hour hey, man, I won't be bored. What? Yeah, I said I'm just gonna be talking to you guys now. Like, like what the heck? 
But I had a nerve block on because the the the, uh, the anesthesiologist like, well, we can't put him back under because he came out. Like we can't. Yeah. But I had a nerve block, so I didn't feel anything. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was interesting. That's so, hilarious. What did you talk about? Like the game? I was just talking about what's going on. Yeah. So what are you doing now? He goes, well, you know, we're trying to we're trying to pull it down as far as yeah. we can. He goes, we already have the area where we're gonna where we drilled in where we're gonna link it through and all this stuff. And I so, would not want him to describe it. I had someone describing stitches while they did stitches on me because Lindsay was in med school at the time or she was about to start med school and a resident was doing stitches on my chin and she was described like, okay, and now we're going to pull the skin a little bit and put the needle through. I'm like, don't describe it. I know you're doing it for my wife's education. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, man, that's nuts. Yeah. So got done with the surgery. Everything went well. Started my rehab. Started, I was doing weights one day. Felt another tear. Uh, and I was like, oh, come on. Same spot? It was actually scar tissue. Scar tissue adhered. It was. It broke up. It oh, broke. so you broke the scar so tissue. So I broke the scar tissue up. Okay. So I just kept massaging, massaging. Jeez. However, what ended up happening was muscles from doing all the lifting that I'd done over the years had grown around the ligaments. Um, the nerves, not the ligaments, the nerves going down on each side. Yeah. And the pain got really intense. So they had to do what's called a nerve release. So a year later, they had to go in on both sides of my arms and retract the muscle back from the nerve oh. and do a nerve release so that the, that, because the pain got so bad, I was taking Neurontrin yeah. and it was like the max could be four pills at a time, 12 a day. And I was on it. That's yeah. what I was taking. Still waking up in the middle of the night. Like I couldn't. Yeah. And the doctor was like, Dave, I'm sorry. I don't, you know, some, this happens sometimes. The nerves just don't calm down. We just need to go in and do it. I'm like, so I did it. Yeah. Um, so overall, it was about a two and a half year process Jeez, of, man. of healing. Yeah. But you still yeah. worked out, obviously. I did still work out. <laughs> I know you. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did still work out um, and do things. So, um, yeah. How did um, it change though? Or it like... changed. My workouts had to change. I had, <laughs> yeah. you know, obviously a lot less weight and I had to, I had to humble myself a little bit because yeah. I'm like, okay, obviously now I'm not, I'm not invincible. Um, so over time, is it a slow humbling? You know what I mean? Like yeah, you're starting slow- off doing 600 pounds deadlift. Like, yeah. is it a yeah. slow humbling over time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Two things happen. One, you get to the realization that lifting that much weight is never really good for your body. That's like, true. Never. Yeah. Period. And um, having that much muscle mass either. It's, it's just not, yes. I mean, at my top, I was close to 200 pounds. I was 195 to 198 yeah. on my frame. Right now, about 160, 165. Yeah. So having that much weight, while it, I mean, vanity-wise, you if you're into like that, the you're like, Hulk. hey, like, <laughs> I mean, we used to go behind little cars and do leg presses with like the little Yugos. I remember those Yugos or whatever. Because you get under there, they're only like 200, 2,000 pounds. So you can push them up and down. And you're not pushing all the weight. You're only yeah. pushing. So we used to do stupid stuff like that. Just things you just like, That's you know, hilarious. things that, that, you know, just to, just to show off basically. Yeah. It was just stupid, you know, 20, 20 something stuff. But um, so that, you, you realize that, that, okay, if I want to have the long run of anything that I have to kind of change, yeah. you know what's happening and then when I had those three tears those three injuries one needing surgery the other two not needing surgery I, I tore the pec doing a uh, pegboard okay going like Ooh. we just doing rest wrestling yeah but but the, the caveat to that is it was at a party it was between 11 and 1 in the morning 
uh-huh. doing it about six times after having a couple shots good, of tequila and some good fireball. Decisions, just yeah, great decisions were going making. on. Um, <laughs> but no one could do it. No one. And these guys are all in their 30s and none of them get up and down this thing. And I'm like, dudes, come on, man. You think you can do it? Okay, we're, now I have to show you I can because you just challenged me. So again, it's been a lot slower than I want it to be because I'm still in my 50s thinking I can do shit that I shouldn't be doing. So so I went up and down, up and down. And, um, and uh, my wife at the time, Sandy... Um, she said, Dave, you've already done this like three or four times. If you do this again, you're going you're gonna to hurt yourself. Like you're, you can't be doing this this many times. You haven't warmed up. You haven't. Yeah. And I'm like, ah, what's one more time? Voice of reason. Boom. Voice of reason. <laughs> Screw the voice of reason. I'm Dave. <laughs> I'm Superman. So um, I go up, coming down, pop. Minor uh, pec muscle just popped. Um, and I knew it right away. I just dropped down and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. So... And she just looked at me and walked away. She's like, I yeah. to- like I'm not even going to say I told you so. So, um, yeah. That's hilarious. Um, I, I injured my uh, my Achilles for the longest time. I'd have Achilles tendonitis. But I traced it back to, because I was like, how did this first happen, you know? And we were doing, like, our standardized testing at school. And so during the day, we would take him down to the gym for, like, 45 minutes to give him a break. Mm. And in the gym, all of our kids got in trouble because they were throwing basketballs around. And so they took all the balls away. So now it's just like you get like 50 kids, no, more than that, like 100 kids in the Mm. gym. And there's nothing to do. They brought out a couple jump ropes. And so like half of the group of kids were doing a long jump challenge. Oh, man. Like who can jump? Jump, yeah. Like like, like broad jump? Yeah. Standing and jumping? No, it was running. Like running. And jumping. And I'm like, I can do this. Except the problem is in long jump you land in sand. Yeah, I was gonna say that's what I was gonna say. There's usually sand Chris. instead of like the hard gym floor. So I went and ran and jumped and just mm. destroyed my foot and my uh. Achilles. But yeah, so great decision. And then you, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, we well, <laughs> whenever whenever I, I I I've learned that whenever you say hey watch this, <laughs> that's danger. Or I think I can do that. You're, you're always you're always asking for something to happen that shouldn't yeah, happen at that point. That's hilarious. Um, so, yeah. So that's. Uh, I so figure then, if you do it once a decade, though, you're good. Yeah, I had three in like like five or six years, so that was not <laughs> that was not good. Now again, again, and, and and my one friend even brought this up. He goes, but it was doing things you normally do, like yeah, like the pegboard. Yeah. I actually built a pegboard in my garage. That was part of my warm up routine. Was yeah. just getting my body warmed up, going to different spots in the pegboard. Nathan, one time when he was younger, he goes, Dad, try jumping in to the pegboards with your... So I tr- like, like, it took me like 23 times and I actually got it. I actually That's jumped up awesome. and got it in. So I was like, ah, oh, where's the camera when you do that? I never thought I could do it. So, but, um, so, I would, you know, so it wasn't something that was abnormal. Yeah. It was just now I haven't done the pegboard for you know, maybe seven or eight years when I, when I did that. But again, it wasn't something that was completely abnormal yeah. to my lifestyle. Same with the monkey bars. Like I would, I do pull-ups all the time. I mean, you know, we work out. We're doing, yeah. you know, we do rope yeah. pull-ups where you're hanging on the ring. We do all kinds of different pull-ups. Yeah, Dave has an awesome basement <clears throat> with like different, like just anything you could possibly mm-hmm. want to work out. TRX, um, heavy yeah. bags, um, all you know, stuff. dip machines, rats, everything. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, so, you know, again, not abnormal to yeah. what I was doing. But again, just in the, and not in the right setting. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it, it just happened. and. But I think it's interesting because I think 
most people think an injury is like, oh, now I can't do anything mm. for six months. And it's like, no, I don't think that's what that means necessarily. No, I no. don't think doctors really intend no, no, that. No. Because, like, no, obviously you can do all sorts of other activities. Yeah. You just can't yeah. do, they like list off maybe like three or four you can't do, you know? Exactly. And, and in fact, when I, uh, I have, I was born with a condition called spondylolisthesis, which is basically <clears throat> where you're, vertebrae is your L5 and 6 where you where you sit. Yeah. Um it was inverted. It was it was just behind the one vertebrae. It can be asymptomatic most of your life unless you do things that are aggravated. Yeah. Well, powerlifting because you're doing squat and deadlift. <laughs> yeah. I did javelin ship um ship put, shot put <laughs> and pole vault. So all those things were arching movements. Yeah. Um I was a sprinter and I played football. So yeah. Anything that I could have done, and basically that's what the doctor said was, okay, and I wrestled. So, because when he took an x-ray of it back, he goes, have you played hockey? I go, why? He goes, well, I see a lot of the avalanche. <laughs> he goes, and your spine looks like theirs. I go, come on, dude. Like, and he starts laughing. He goes, okay, it's not that bad. Um, he goes, okay, here's where you were born with. Um, here's here's where you're, where you're at. Um, I said, well, look, I said, can I still work out? And this was like at 30-something. This yeah. was like when I was really like, yeah. Like still lifting pretty heavy. And um, he goes, you know, he goes, I'm going to recommend that you don't do any more straight deadlifts or squats. Um, he goes, I would get a hex bar where you can stand in, which mm -hmm. is the bar I have downstairs. Yep. Um, and at the time, kettlebells weren't real well known, but I'd seen them in like, you know, we'd look at the old... Old school iron, iron you know, like like circus lifters almost like yeah. these guys that had the round kettlebell Them or like and thing. The Soviet Union so, that's in the it, snow. That's, just, that's right, exactly. <laughs> um, and I actually went to a uh, Pavel Stasherstein was a he's a special forces trained in Russia. And he actually came over here and trained our guys. Okay. He gave a seminar at Denver University, so I went down there and saw him. It was a whole weekend. I signed up for this whole weekend class, and he would talk about. He goes, "You guys in America, he goes, you do these isolation movements, <laughs> pitiful, weak." <laughs> He goes, I kid, I kid, but not really. And then he was just funny. He was just like putting us down. He was cracking me up. And um, so then I, I started to do kettlebell work. I was yeah. like, I started to do a lot of kettlebell lifts and and the deadlifts. Because kettlebells, you can do front squats. And what the thing with front squats is it forces your muscles in the back to engage more. Not when you're, which is surprising because when the bar's on your back, You'd think that you'd it think was, that it's gonna, but, but it's, it's not. not. It's yeah, actually yeah. your your stomach is taking most of the brunt because you're coming down yeah. with that motion, the forward motion. So with the weight in the front, your back is what really oh, has to okay. engage more. So the science, the scientific thing aspect of it, you know, I I didn't really study a lot until yeah. I went to the seminar and I was like, well, that makes more sense. So I just started doing a lot of kettlebells. Yeah. To make up for the extra weight, I have the vest that we have downstairs, so I would just put these vests on. Oh yeah. So if I have fifty pound kettlebells and I still have a vest that weighs hundred pounds, well I'm still doing a two hundred pound front squat. Yeah. And I'm just doing more reps. I yeah. just didn't have to go as heavy. Oh yeah, that makes so, sense. Um, so I eliminated all deadlifts except with the hex bar. Well the hex bar too, I heard an interview once with like Nike's director of speed. And he said after I, I mean, I don't know the actual like science and stuff, but he did a, a study of like all the different lifts you can do and which ones actually increase speed. Mm -hmm. And he found that the hex bar deadlift was like really? the most effective at it, which I don't know why. I, I don't mean, know I, either. I, well, but <laughs> my, after doing it, my theory on, on just lifting that way 
is that it's a natural movement with your body's mechanisms. Yeah. When we squat down, when like even if you get in a sprinter position, you're going straight down, your hands are beside you. You're not putting them in the front of you. You're not arching forward. Yeah. You're coming down. You're coming in a oh, squat down. The hex bar is in perfect alignment with how your body works. Yeah. And I try to do movements that we would normally do in daily in everyday life. Like yeah. A lot of the isolation movements, we would never lift anything. Like when people are doing concentration curls and they got their arm up against, you know, when I was younger, I would do those because I see people doing them. But there's nowhere in life you would ever lift anything that way. Yeah. So I'm like, well, that just seems like a w So I eliminated any movement that did not imitate what I would normally do in life. Yeah. So that took a lot of isolation movements out that to begin sense. with right yeah. there. Um, but yeah, then I, I, I just just modified that and, and really haven't had any, I, my, my back will flare up every once in a while, but it's yeah. usually because I slept on it wrong or um, sometimes if I do plyometrics and I'm with the medicine ball and I'm doing certain twist movements, throwing, yeah. it, I feel a little twinge, but I think it's always going to be. Um, so what, so they told you not to do any of those sports? Yeah. He's, he's, he just said, don't do those lifts. He goes, do everything. He goes, do everything. He goes, he goes, here's the thing. He goes, we can manage pain in medicine. Yeah. He goes, we, we have to operate when it affects mobility. He goes, you don't have any drop leg. He goes, you're not, you're not feeling a lot of tingling. I mean, I would feel some minor tingling, but it would never go all the way down to my toes. It was just right in the isolation area. Yeah. And he goes, that makes sense because the nerves are being pressed on by the muscles. So that's what you're feeling that. So he goes, he goes, hey, I love cutting. He goes, I'll, I'll be glad to operate. He goes, but you're not a candidate. Yeah. He goes, you just have pain. He goes, we'll figure out how to manage the pain. <laughs> so really, I did, any, I did not stop doing everything, anything except straight squats, back squats, and deadlifts. Everything else, everything else, everything else I continued to do. That's cool. And, and, and still do. When I, when I tore my arm, the, uh, the, the doctor said, because of how they had to reattach it, that it was only going to get, back, get, get between 80 and 90% and of my, my mobility back. He goes, you're never going to get full range of motion. Yeah. He goes, you're never going to be able to stretch it down that far. I said, well, you just, that just sounds like a challenge to me. <laughs> um, I have full range. Like he, yeah. he, he, when I went back, he was like, he goes, you're like 91. How did you do right it? Now. Did you? So, so here's what I did. So probably not what I should have been doing. Yeah. But the elastic band, they have you doing the strength with elastic band. Well, what I would do is walk myself forward and I elevate the elastic band on my, on my squat rack or whatever. Yeah. So instead of it being down at the bottom and my strength coming here, it was up top. So it was more of a pull coming oh, this way. So on my back. It would force my arm back. Yeah. Would, I, I wouldn't be able to stop here unless I put yeah. resistance on it. Oh, so, so I would let it take it back. And it was, oh man, it was painful. I would, I would get tears sometimes. And <laughs> so I just did that. And when I told him, you know, because he was like, what were you doing? And I told him, he goes, he goes, okay, I told you to not go beyond the stretching movement. I said, but you said, go, don't go beyond the pain I can tolerate. <laughs> he goes, well, obviously that was a mistake to word it that way. So... Um, I said, but look, I said, did I, t did I do no, he goes, no, he goes, you didn't do more damage. He goes, but you could have, he yeah. goes, he goes, you, he goes, I think you were fortunate. Um, I said, but it was with the band that you gave me. I said, I wasn't doing like, thank you, honey. Are you done? No. Um, so that's how I did it. So that's that, that's how I, that's I just, hilarious. I was just stubborn. And you know, that one stretch that we did this morning where you yeah. were stretching the forearm, I did that a lot. <laughs> and that's why I still do it. I did that a lot. That would hurt um, so bad. It hurt. And when I first did it, my body's like completely over my arms because it was it was just too painful to go straight, but then um, but then I was able to you know yeah. to do it. So yeah, so that's how I did it. So I, I just I, I I'm I don't know. Early on, I 
I think I don't want to say like I have small man syndrome, but <laughs> but um, just early on, I you know when I was when I was doing track and field, um, I was I'm a, I was a small sprinter. So obviously, you know, people, you know, they were like, oh, you're you know, you're never going to get real fast because you're you know you're going to yeah. get up to that upper level as well. But I ended up going to Penske Relays, which if you look up Penske Relays in the East Coast, it's like one of the top relay races in the country. Yeah. And um, and I, I got to go and represent my club a couple years, which for a small guy, sprinting. I mean, yeah. my sprinting was not, I mean, I was in the... You don't have the legs for I don't, I, have the, I don't have the legs for it, yeah. yeah. But I didn't have the legs for a runner either. I'm like, well, I'm not a, like a distance runner, that's for yeah. sure. And I was pretty fast. I mean, I was a pretty good... Yeah. You know, I like I had like four seven speed in the forty, so which which wasn't Dang. wasn't bad for high school. I yeah. mean, you know, in the pros, obviously, you wanted around that four three four four, which I could never get to. But um, you know, I was around the eleven second mark in the hundred meters. Um, a couple times I was under it in that ten eight ten nine Dang. range, which was just anomalies for that day. Whatever wind behind me, whatever it was. Yeah. But um, so I was you know pretty pretty quick. Um, so I I, I was just. And I did the 100, the 200, and I did the 400. Um, 400 was not my favorite. One, one race. 400 is the hardest race. It's the track. hardest race. I, I, I agree. I, well, okay, I'm going to take that back. Actually, the 800 was harder. 800, those two are the because worst. Because we were short a guy 800 one day yeah. and, at, at a meet, and the coach is like, Rupert, you're going to run the 800. I go, I go what do you mean to run the 800? <laughs> like, he goes, he goes, just don't go out as fast and finish stronger. I'm like, what, what kind of advice is that? I don't run the 800. So we get out there. Well, obviously, you know, in my head, I'm running like a 400. So I'm way ahead. And I'm like, why are these guys going so slow? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, the coach said go out slow, finish fast. So I backed off a little bit. So we're coming in, you know, around the third turn for the second and the second lap. And I'm like in second or third place, like thinking, okay, this is pretty good. Speed up a little bit to the front runner because I'm thinking we're going on the last leg. We had that fourth turn and my legs felt like jello. I was like, what the hell is happening right yeah. now? Everyone passed me. Literally, I, guess I ended up last. I was last. He's like, Rupert. I go, I told you I don't know how to run the 800. What, like, what do you want me to tell you? I was like, oh, my word. Those two races oh. are like, just go out and sprint as fast as you possibly can for the longest you can sprint. For the sprint. longest you can sprint. Like, you can't yeah. sprint much longer yeah. than that. And I only conditioned to do that for the 400. Yeah. Never conditioned to do that for the. So um, yeah, it was not. It was not yeah, pretty. It was not a pretty thing. Not. And and it was funny because we were at this is this is a little caveat. We were at Wilson High, and at the time the girl I was dating was at Wilson. So I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm going oh, to show I'm off. Show off. And I'm like, I was last. Like, coach, my girlfriend was there, and I was last. I was last. <laughs> He's like, why don't you think I made you? Yeah, and, and, <laughs> I made you that on purpose. That would, have been, that would have been funny if you had said that. <laughs> yeah, man, that's rough. Track was uh, the sport where, because I always did team sports. Yeah. But then track, yeah. doing an individual, like you, you used to do wrestling, so you probably yeah. already knew this, but doing an individual thing, being like, I'm the only one out there, and it's all on me, I would get yeah. so nervous. I yeah. would want to throw up before yeah. every track event. So Lauren just sent me a picture. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was in the navy. That's when I was. That's when I was doing my part. Yeah, that's when I was doing my. Part. All right. So first my time you put now. a speedo on, what's that like? That's actually not a speedo. <laughs> let me see. Let, let me see. See, these are no. These are shorts that I pulled up. They're shorts that I pulled up and tucked under. Yeah, yeah. It's on speedos. I didn't wear speedos, but I pulled those up because you gotta see my leg. I had good leg development. That's true. Come on. That's true. Well, bodybuilding. Yeah. You yeah. Know. yeah. Yeah. 
That's what my buddy Travis going out there the first time. I'm like, you wearing a speedo, dude? And he's yeah, like, it's part of it. It's part of it. It's part of it. Tell you. So yeah, um, yeah, speedo. Actually, this is this is what. Okay, so I'm older than you. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't far off to where speedos were actually in style in the 70s and 80s. So I actually wore speedos when I was a kid. So. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't like a big deal when I started to compete because <laughs> you wore speedos anyway. I'm like, yeah, I'm wearing speedos. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was um, that was before I pre-cut. Yeah, I just had I was just getting the mask yeah, yeah, before yeah. I pre-cut. Um, but yeah, uh. <laughs> is it okay? So before you like the bulking phase, is yeah. that just the best. Okay. You just so, gonna eat anything and not anything. Not anything. No, because it it's harder to take that fat off. Towards the end, gotcha. if you're eating just anything, you yeah. want to eat still lean meats and you yeah. know. But um, the hard here's the hardest thing with cutting: no water, because mm-hmm. you want to strip your body, yeah. So that 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 gives you that dehydrate. You're, you're dehydrated. Really, it is not. It is not bodybuilding is not healthy, yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, first of all, our bodies aren't meant to have four to six percent body fat. Like yeah. that's way too low. Um, at least I felt it was way too low, and sometimes you get even lower depending on what well, messed up a bunch of stuff, it, it like just, hormonal changes, everything, yeah, and all yeah. sorts of stuff. Yeah. So I, uh, yeah, it was it was it was definitely uh, hard. The diet was the hardest, yeah. the hardest piece. The working out was the fun part, and, yeah. and especially leg days. Like you know, everyone like most bodybuilders hate leg days. Yeah, I love leg days. Yeah, and then when I got into powerlifting, I lo- I really loved leg days because yeah. I could. You know, lift more than what most people. That was people, your advantage. That was my advantage. Yeah, yeah legs were my advantage, um, and deadlift. Cool. When when I was talking earlier about the pit, um, Dave and T took me there. Okay, to that's work what out. I was Okay, yeah. So there. they took me there. They took me there, and um, <laughs> and I walk in, and literally, like, it's like when you walk in someplace and everyone stopped and looked like, yeah, you're in the wrong place. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't be in here. So uh, some guy was working out on the bar, and he had like four or five on there. And uh, Dave goes, just go over there and do a set. Just go over, just walk over there, do a set. I'm like, but there's a guy working out. He goes, just go over so there. That's how you're going to win over everybody. Exactly. So I go over there, I put four or five on, I rack out eight reps, rack it. And uh, Dave goes, okay, can this guy be in here with us? <laughs> and uh, they just, no one really said, yeah, they just kind of turned away. So uh, I was like, he goes, that's as good as you're going to get. <laughs> I'm like, okay. It's not the movie okay. scene. Not, it's not, it's, it's, it's not, no, not yeah. at all. Not at all. Um, so we were there a few times. Great, great place. I mean, really. And these guys were unbelievably strong. Yeah. Um, oh, my word. These Simones were unbelievably strong. I mean, I thought I was pretty strong. for that, and I, and I was. I mean, I was pretty strong. These guys were like, I'm like, yeah. Like the weight that they were moving was like, and then, um, you know, they had their strongman competitions. Yeah. So they had the stones in there, oh, you know, nuts, so these guys man. are picking up these stones and I think I got to the second stone. Then I'm like, I can't get, I can't, you, you, there's no way I'm getting that third stone. There's no way I'm getting that. Plus like when they, they had the, 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 the beams, you know, I put my arms barely touched yeah. reaching up like yeah i just didn't have the height for it everyone's um, over six feet they're six there. feet they were yeah. huge oh my word it was but it was fun it was yeah. fun you get humbled pretty quick because yeah. you're like you know i'm walking around like I'm a, i think i'm a badass and i walk in there and i'm like okay these guys outweigh me outlift me out, i mean i'm just like yeah so yeah that's good though that's the best part oh, about sports i think is you yeah. just it's an opportunity to humble yourself yeah yeah you know yeah. like even last week i was running and Every, every time I run in Boulder, I'm like, this is going to be humbling. Because, like, Olympic athletes, 
middle schoolers who are faster than you will just run by like run it's by. no big deal just like, yeah. and I remember yeah. I was coming back to my car and this guy just sprinted by me and I tried to keep, keep up as much as I could and didn't happen that happened I'm trying to th- I think it was at Red Rocks one this was a couple years ago and we're doing the steps yeah and uh these guys were the firefighters were there, so I'm like running with them, and I'm yeah. I'm, I'm keeping up with them, or yeah. you know, faster than them. I'm thinking, okay, I think I've been a firefighter <laughs> in my head, not to yeah. them, yeah. but just being a wise guy. I'm with my friend Brian, and um, this guy, he go, he started he he started doing the uh, this, the in and out, you know, run you run you run the steps yeah. the the seat the steps the seat yep. the step the, er, Lindsay's off, done that top to bottom yep, and I'm like oh, Brian, let's get in with this guy. So we're like right behind him. He looks back and he knows we're behind him. He picks it up a little bit. I'm like, let's go pick it up. Brian drops out. He's like, I'm not doing this. We were, I want to say, I, I want to, I want to say half of the way up. It was maybe a third. Yeah. He just like kicked it into another gear. And I'm like, all of a sudden I'm like four, four things behind. I'm like, what the heck is happening right now? I was like, okay, that's I, I back off. I just yeah. do my normal. But that's yeah. good though. I yeah, think that's good. a good part good. of sports. That's yeah. why I think kids. Yeah. Should, yeah. you know be in sports just be in it yeah yeah and anyone yeah. like the rest of their life like you might as well keep trying to do these things but mm-hmm. also knowing like there's always going to be someone bigger and better and yeah faster and yeah. stronger yeah. and all that stuff yeah yeah i uh i think and you know you mentioned earlier about did it come naturally that you just realize yeah you can't do this you can't do that um i don't think anything came natural i think i think i had to learn the hard way yeah. that i couldn't do this and couldn't do that um well because the other part of being an athlete <laughs> is being stubborn yeah at the same yeah, time yeah yeah and the moment they say like with my thigh injury um you know there wasn't anything they can repair it was the belly of the muscle yeah. so um it just you know reattaches but it always reattaches differently and I, I use the roller and i still do it i still roll it to break down the whatever scar tissue is still in there because scar tissue can be in there for years yeah. so uh but I was doing, um, when I do my plyometrics, I do broad jumps where I just do jumps straight up and I have a marker in the wall that I try to hit um, each time to try to get higher. And I was doing them the other day and, I, and I, when I jumped up, sprung up and came down, I felt a twinge in that, in that muscle again. And I'm like, this shit's never, it's never going to go, like it's never going to go away. Like it's always going to be there. And, I, and, and the doctor said, look, it's, you know, it's a muscle. So you know that they're it's never going to be the same once it tears. Like yeah. it's just, it's just the way it is. Um, he goes, this is why professional athletes can take two or three years to get form back because oh. they, the muscles never really like when you like, like I tore my hamstring one time playing football and um, again, that burning pain, you feel it. Nothing you can really do for a hamstring tear, but rest. Yeah. There's not, there's nothing you can really do, but it's a tear. Like it's, it tears. And it never it never comes back the same, and yeah. you know you always you have to figure out it's it's just a it's just a it's a new you now it's a new way to train or a new way to do your sport or whatever. Yeah. So, um, so I just had to realize that as I got older, but I still don't like. I mean, I'm 54, um, and I still don't want to like. I read all these articles, men, the way men should work out after 50, and I'm like, dude, this is like the way I should work out when I'm 90. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I can't. Like there's no way I can work out that way. Like you just worked out with me this morning. Yeah. Like we, I and mean, you destroyed me. I can't. I, like I'm sore everywhere. <laughs> like I just, I mean, I love doing that kind of workout. I'm just yeah. like, if I can do it, yeah. Like, like then why not do it? Like I, I. You gotta keep doing it too, otherwise you lose it. You yeah. You know what I mean? That's, I where, remember, and that's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. 
Yeah, I'm like I. So don't I'm, slow down. No, that's why I'm at. I'm not. I'm not gonna slow down. If anything, I like pick it up. Like, I, is this good advice, Lauren? Excellent advice. <laughs> because um, I don't know anybody who is just a, a regular person who doesn't work in like the athletic industry, or whatever, who's in as good a shape. As yeah, that. seriously, I know. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, you know, we do have a gym downstairs. Yeah. But I still go to regular commercial gym. I keep and telling him what. See people <laughs> in, definitely in his age group that do as much. Yeah. Work. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I was just, he is, for sure. I was just hoping as like, I wasn't talking him into like, yeah, do more. Put more no, weight on, Dave. No. <laughs> I do that myself without anyone talking know, me into I know, it. I know, I know. Well, I'm thanks, like, man. Thanks for yeah. doing doing the, yeah, great. the show, man. We, we should do this again at some point. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, I, I got to say that, you know, it's, uh, it's, for me, it's satisfying when, you know, at 50, some, you feel like, um, okay, well, I kind of have my friends. I kind of have, you know, you just don't, but getting, getting a new friend and meeting you yeah. and getting us, you know, I, I love, I love our friendship and love yeah, getting man. to know you. So it's, it's great. It's so, been awesome. Um, and you know, it's funny because when I, when I think about it, I'm like, okay, most of my friends that I hang out with, like I hang out with people my age, definitely. But I hang out with a lot of people younger than me. Like I, I don't, yeah. like I don't, I don't like want to like, like, you know, you know, Peter at school, like I start, you know, he started working out with me about three years ago. Cause he was like 30 pounds overweight and he's like, I got to do something. I said, Hey, just come work out with me. I, I, I said, I'll, I'll get that off. And he's yeah. like, he's like, well, I don't know. I'm like, not, just come. I said, you, cause he played hockey. I'm like, look, you played hockey. It's not like you're not used to putting your body through stuff. <laughs> so, um, so he started to work out. He's, he's, he, he went from 227 to 197. That's he's now awesome. at about 192. That's um, awesome. and you know, yeah. So, and uh, you know, and he's 59. So age doesn't yeah. have to be. And he keeps up with me pretty good yeah. when we work out. I mean, you worked out with yeah. him a couple times. He yeah. does a pretty good job. Well, I got to say, like, so. coming over and working out after school, for me, I'm like, this is awesome because most stuff I do is by myself. Yeah. And to have, like, a group of guys and then to listen to you and Danny <laughs> argue about <laughs> if John Elway should be in the top 10 quarterbacks and, like, yelling at each other. I'm like, I miss this. You miss the – and, you know, also, like – I'm a dad with three girls. Yeah, like, yeah, to get some dude yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. You get some exactly. Dude time I know. Well, I know. So. No, it's great. It's great. Yeah, All right. So thanks, well, man. thanks for doing it, man. Yeah. All right. All right. That'll wrap up the show this week. Um, just want to give a huge thanks to Dave again. Thank you for um, letting me come over. Um, kicking my butt. I was sore for like days after this because um, we li- like <laughs> we lifted and we did. Uh, I'm trying to remember what what exactly made me sore. It was some sort of, oh, it was like close grip bench, which I haven't done for a long, long time. And so I could barely like straighten my arms for like three days after this. So thanks, man. Uh, (laughs) um, But yeah, man, I really enjoyed coming over, uh, listening to your stories. Um, You're an awesome dude and you're always entertaining. And uh, yeah, thanks for sharing your time. Alrighty, that'll wrap up this week. Uh, hope you guys are out there. We're getting close to summer, so whatever you guys' summer goals are, I hope you are right now putting in the work to reach them. Um, I know for me, I'm about a month out from Desert Rats, part two. Um, and this week, I had to put the work in, man. This was my like high mileage week, and 
I'm recording this right now on Friday, so I have one more day of running, but I'm at 80 miles right now, and I need to, I would like to get 10 more in today, and then I'm going to take like two or three days off after this, but the whole time, like it was, I'm feeling really good, but by yesterday, my legs were pretty much like, (laughs) they're heavy, Um, but I'm just thinking to myself, like, you put that work in so you can enjoy these events as much as possible. And sometimes putting the work in is actually the hardest part. And you actually get to whatever your goal is and you find that it's much easier because you've you've spent your time and day after day and you've been focused on it and you do you do the work so you can actually have fun during those events. Um, and so I hope you guys are out there doing the work. Uh, doing the work for yourself it's worth it like 100% worth it the moments where you're beaten down and tired and all this but you still wake up at four in the morning or whatever and you lace the shoes up and you just start start going after it um those are the moments that really truly define you and truly like teach you those lessons of consistency and dedication and the power of those so um best of luck for you guys if you're out there um getting after it and if you're not you know put those shoes on man uh (laughs) but if if you even if you if you don't have a goal my biggest suggestion is find something to sign up for something that challenges you that forces you to train because for some of us it's really intrinsic where we want to train every single day um But to get to that point, you have to have that extrinsic motivation of, oh my God, I have this race coming up or, oh my God, I'm doing this event and I don't want to struggle and I don't want to, I want to do as best as I possibly can. And having that is actually going to be the motivator that gets you out there and gets you training and gets you in shape. So, um, uh, best of luck for all you guys doing that. So. All right, guys, we'll get back at you next week. Uh, Talk to you then.